0: Welcome back to another spine-chilling episode of Sirens of Horror. I am always your mistress of evil, Ella Avella, along with... Her
1: sister of sin, Ashy Slashy.
0: Well, Ashley, it's been a wonderful week. Uh, my birthday's this week, so we're doing a super fun movie.
1: I'm sad I can't wait for a birthday, but I love you. You're my best friend, and I hope you have a good weekend. My weekend was pretty much spent doing, weeding our backyard. So half of our backyard is no longer weeded, or no longer weedy.
0: I went to a goth bar. Um, I went to a music festival, <laughs> rode the motorcycle. I volunteered at a mental health clinic. I played a game of D&D where one of my players. It's, so it's really funny, Have you like, in the game, uh, my DM for the other one. Everyone kind of think he like fucked up and like went on a very weird pathway. I was kind of frustrated that night and now I'm just like ah. Mm-hmm. You've presided mm-hmm. great fuckery. Yes. Now as your god, I can
1: create fuckery abound. <laughs> well, do you want to tell our listeners, I was about to say viewers, but our listeners about what movie we are discussing tonight?
0: Oh, yeah, movie, not D&D. Sorry, it's been a weekend. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, do you want to tell our listeners? I was about to say viewers, but our listeners about what movie we are discussing tonight.
0: We are going to be talking about 2020's Invisible Man starring Elizabeth Ma, which was part of Universal's... You had mentioned it earlier, Ashy. What was the universe called? The Dark Universe. Very creative, Universal. Mm-hmm. Just the dark. The dark. <laughs> uh Dracula Untold wasn't horrible. Okay. I never saw it.
1: I've seen photos of it because of certain traumas.
0: L- Luke Evans being hot?
1: Yes, Luke Evans being hot is not the trauma though.
0: I don't know what the trauma is. Creepy creepy stalker girl. Oh. Uh,
1: yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. Um uh, it was interesting. Uh, there was a lot more like exploding into bats and yeah. battles. It was very strange. Uh, the, the mummy was horrible. The mummy was absolute trash. Do not watch it. Tom Cruise fucked that thing worse than he fucked Scientology. That's all I have to say. Not to be confused
1: with the Brendan Fraser movie
0: no those three are perfect and it is the reason i'm bi yep literally i want to fuck i want to fuck (laughs) benny in that film because you want to know why benny would bring you snacks after sex he would benny would be a great post cuddler okay
1: i mean you know there there is that meme out there that is like it shows the the brendan fraser movie the mummy and it's like this is why i am bi and i'm like yes that is exactly why i am bi
0: you have hot and it's 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 the bisexual girl archetypes Uh it's the brooding mysterious man yep the puppy and then the hot librarian
1: i was both like i wanted to both fuck her and be her
0: i just remembered there was a time period i think when i was single that i don't remember what i said to mandy but she kept repeating "Fuck off O'Connell" to me for like a few weeks because I think we mm-hmm. watched the money and I was just like, "I'm going to be this." And she's like, "Fuck off O'Connell." And I was like, "Hey, I'm fine with this. <laughs> I'm dashing and debonair and kind of a fucked what. But sadly, that's not the film we're talking about because the mummy, while, well, isn't scary. this film is, in my opinion, legitimately fucking scary.
1: It really is. I mean, not in the sense of like, ooh, creepy monster, or ooh, creepy slasher, ee ee, ee. It's more or less psychologically scary.
0: There are probably about a dozen or so shots in this film that just feature a piece of furniture. Mm-hmm. And it is fucking terrifying. Just just it's just the camera pointed at a couch. And Mm -hmm. I am filled with deep, deep fear. Before we do get into any uh, real plot points, Mm -hmm. um, I don't believe we've ever done this on the podcast, uh, but I do truly feel the need for this one. Uh, There are trigger warnings for suicide, gaslighting, and Mm -hmm. self-harm. As you can see in the show notes, those have been mentioned there as well. But I want to be very clear... If, if you love listening to us, but any of these things cause you pain or mental trauma, please go back and listen to one of our episodes. Listen to our Smile Dog episode. We were really funny there. Or just <laughs> wait until next week. Um, these are real serious topics that are brought up in this movie, yeah. and I don't want to cause anyone any undue stress. So, uh, with that out of the way, if you've stuck around, uh, Ashy, let's get into the plot of this movie.
1: Well, um, to kind of do a Cliff Notes version of the plot, um, the main character played by Elizabeth Moss, who is named Cecilia, has escaped a, well, what would you call it, Ella? How would you describe their relationship?
0: Um... I would say completely controlling, because like you even see it in the in the first scene, uh, which there is no dialogue, which I absolutely love. Mm-hmm. Uh it it's obviously somebody who's not just controlling of their relationship, but like the poor puppers has a shock collar on it. This is somebody who's obviously planned their escape for quite a bit, and person who you don't really truly see except for like one arm kind of smashing into a window but the whole first scene feels very heavy i would say ashy like there's Mm -hmm. a sense of weight and that's completely elizabeth moss just knocking Mm -hmm. the acting out of the fucking park
1: yeah like throughout that entire scene she is not there's no dialogue only dialogue she has is to the dog when she leaves she says i'm sorry i can't take i can't remember the dog's name i think it's like buster or something like that like some generic dog name
0: <laughs> um, i'm sorry insert generic dog name here
1: <laughs> um she's like i can't take you with me and then she like turns away but then she turns back and says i can't leave you like this and she takes the shot collar off of him and she lets him run away in doing so she bumps the car which sets off the car alarm and he starts barking.
0: Yeah. Uh, Buster insert dog name here. Finally gets to bark. And then she. Th- that was the thing that first got me watching this. Is she goes over like a fucking prison wall then. Like.
1: That's how controlling Adrian is. Like, they literally live behind a freaking concrete wall. That she literally has to freaking scale like a. I don't even know. Like, she's just like a.
0: Like a like, what, Ashy? I'm, I'm. Your, your little paws are moving so quickly. You're like some sort of strange lemur monkey over there.
1: I mean, that's pretty much what she does. She
0: scales it like a lemur monkey. And a beautiful Elizabeth Moss lemur monkey. <laughs> uh, but she is able to get away. Um, mm-hmm. And kind of the first little bit of the film is doing a really good job she's staying with uh her her sister's friend not her friend yeah uh who's a cop and she is just terrified she's terrified of everything
1: validly so
0: yeah i have a few theories about this film because there's a lot of this film um so Mm -hmm. right at the beginning of it is she's going out to go get the mail and she kind of freaks out because somebody runs past her. Mm-hmm. I completely believe that was Adrian. Hmm. Okay. Because you don't ever see the jogger's face.
1: Right. You just see a jogger run by. So you think it was, you completely believe that it was Adrian like spying on her? Oh, yeah. Just, just to be like. Like before he becomes invisible?
0: Uh, yeah. I, I think as Adrian, just, just doing that. Uh, and then she gets a call. And it turns out Adrian has committed suicide in his grief of losing her and has left her like 18 bazillion gajillion dollars, but with a very strange stipulation. Yeah. (laughs) If you commit any crimes, that money is negated. Which the moment you hear that, you're like... Hmm. Well, that's gonna have consequences later on, isn't it?
1: It was funny, like when he, like when they mentioned the money, I literally wrote down my notes. Damn, that's a lot of money.
0: <laughs> oh yeah. Uh, and it's weird because, like, I I very much took it as like it's still a way he's controlling her. Oh yeah. Even past death. Yeah. Uh, death quote unquote. And then, in my opinion, I think this is the creepiest scene for me is she goes to, like, her little, like, she's staying in, like, this spare bedroom.
1: Mm. No, she's, I think she she's staying in the same bedroom as the daughter.
0: No, the daughter comes and stays in the room.
1: Oh, she does? Okay.
0: Like, like it's a spare bedroom. And it just zooms in on this chair, this innocuous fucking chair. But you do see a slight dip. Mm-hmm in it and she just she's like someone's there mm-hmm. and uh that's the first time you hear the little uh whirling sound It's like a slight whirling mechanical sound huh I never picked but, up on that uh there's a whirling it's every time Adrian's in a scene mm-hmm. it's especially useful if you put on closed captions oh, okay It'll say metallic whirling sound, huh. and that's kind of a cue that, uh, that Adrian's there is an invisible suit. Well, yeah. Hmm. But is it Adrian? Yeah, it's fucking Adrian. <laughs> Scene. I, I, the first time I remember watching it and just absolutely going, "Fuck no!" <laughs> like, and it was so off-putting because, as somebody who's such a fan <laughs> of horror. And has watched Blood and Guts and this and that and yada, yada, yada.
1: hmm
0: I was, like, almost impressed and angry that a chair, a chair, mm-hmm. was legitimately creeping me out.
1: So the scene that creeped me out, at least one of the many scenes that creeped me out, was this one specifically, because I, like, even wrote down in my notes, um, was when she's asleep in the bedroom oh yeah and the covers just slowly get pulled off of her i literally wrote covers nope
0: (laughs) yeah you do not like covers moving at all
1: no like do you remember back when we did the the road trip to oklahoma for your wedding
0: uh yes that was a fun trip and we stayed in
1: the real the creepy hotel
0: Oh, the one in uh, Sedona.
1: Mm-hmm. With the creepy kid photo. Oh,
0: God. That was terrifying. There was a, there was a photo of, like, two children looking from, like, a fence. hmm And one was, like, a little boy. And he looked kind of normal-esque until you realize he totally looked dead. And then there was just one eye of a little girl. It was disturbing. And why the fuck they put that in a hotel room? I still don't fucking understand.
1: I don't know. And... Then, like, I think that same day, we, like, the day after we stayed in that hotel, like, because we stayed there for two nights, we went ghost hunting in Jerome. Yep. And then we went, you know, we spent the day in Jerome, we come We come back to our hotel, we go to sleep, Ellen and I are in the same bed, and the other person that's with us is in their own bed, and I literally felt a dip happen in the bed by my foot.
0: I remember that. I remember you being like "hello hello." And like I remember waking up and that room was cold. I don't know what went on in that room. It's it's Sedona and Jerome, like it's old Wild West
1: creepy yeah.
0: ass go shit. It's it's not not all right there as they yeah. would say. Yeah. But like
1: anything that has to do with Covers pretty much after that incident, I was just like, "Uh-uh, no. Nope." I'm not doing it. I'm not doing
0: it. <laughs> it happened once. Uh, the scene that also, like, really creeped me out is, like, so it's, like, there's the first scene where it's the sheets. The next one, it's, like, the next night, the door opens. Mm-hmm. And then it's the third night with the sheets and uh, the camera. Because mm-hmm. he picks up her phone. Mm-hmm. So he pulls the sheets off of her and takes fucking photos of that, and that creeped me the living fuck out because uh one of my old roommates bubbles uh she like it was a joke, but like there was one point she took a few photos of me while I was sleeping, mm-hmm. and I was like joke, but like by the time I realized there was photos of me on my phone, I had moved out mm. So for like two years, I had no fucking clue where these photos came from. And it legitimately haunted me a little Mm. bit. And then down the road, we like reconnected. And she was like, oh, yeah, I took photos of you. And I was like, yeah, I know. (laughs) Yeah, I definitely have not had this fear for uh, for four (laughs) years. Definitely have not been living in a constant state of creeped out. (laughs) Nope. Nope. And uh, as all these absolutely terrifying fucking things are happening, uh, she's getting more and more an edge. Mm -hmm. She's convinced that Adrian is following her. He's coming back. And this is part of where we really get into the gaslighting (laughs) because he is specifically doing things To put her on edge, he is specifically doing all of this. Um, There's a scene, like, right after this, where, like, uh, she uh, meets up with his brother, Tom. Mm -hmm. Um, And he literally, like, says, she says to him, like, he swore that if I ever left him, that he would be able to come up to me anywhere at any time. And there was nothing I could do about it. Mm-hmm. And you're like, "Wow, that's a lovely partner."
1: Yeah. ha.
0: And like you
1: know and the fact uh, that like he was also like he controlled her to the point where like she was trying she was secretly taking birth control because he was like, "Oh, well, if we have a kid, you're mine forever."
0: Oh yeah, 100 percent. Yeah, like I think at like even one point, she says he controlled what I mm-hmm. wore, what I said, where I went. Um, It's it's so, so fucking creepy. Uh, and at this point, uh, he he comes back. She's she's absolutely starting to lose it. Now, this is probably the, the one and only true jump scare in the film, in my mm. opinion, is uh, she goes and, like, the sheet gets pulled off of her again. She grabs the sheet and then you see footprints in the fucking sheet.
1: I do want to point out a fun little knot that I noticed. and I'm sure you probably noticed it, too. The coat rack.
0: Yes. With the, the coat hat rack.
1: and the coat. Was a nice nod to the original Invisible Man.
0: It it was a, a moment I saw that I was like, "Ha!" And there is mm-hmm. uh, one more mm-hmm. thing that we'll figure out at the end. That was another nod around this time period. Mm-hmm. Um, and if Ashley doesn't know, it's a freaky fact. I might because I didn't actually notice it till the fourth time I've watched this film. Ooh. <laughs> yeah, fourth watch, and I finally saw something. <laughs> it's kind of fun. So at this point, James is the guy she's staying with. And her sister, Emily, are, are kind of getting annoyed at this point. They're like, you know, why are you doing this? He's gone. All this stuff. And uh, she goes. And at this point, like, there's legitimate reasons why she has this fear. Yeah. So she's a, an artist. Mm-hmm. And she goes to a job interview and none of her artwork's there. Yeah. Uh, she's supposed to wake up at a certain time to get to a place. And she oversleeps and it's found out she has the same drugs that she had given him.
1: The diazepam, yeah.
0: Were in, and found were in her system and there's a bottle there. So there's there's legitimate proof. And the bottle has blood on it. Oh, I didn't notice the diazepam had blood on it.
1: Mm-hmm. It's got two like little fingerprints of blood on
0: it. That would make sense because I'm pretty sure it's supposed to be the bottle that... Um, she drops outside of the car when Emily comes to pick her up. And he punches the window.
1: And he picks it up. Yeah, he punches the window. So his hands obviously bloodied. So, yeah, he picks it up. <laughs> uh,
0: so, at this point, like, she sees, like, there's something in the attic. After, like, these footprints kind of come up and disappear again and come up and disappear. And in the attic, she sees... All of her stuff that's gone missing and her phone. And then she just gets a text that just says, surprise. Yeah. And it's super creepy. And she she kind of like leans over. Mm-hmm. First of all, whether it's the stairway coming down from an attic or a stairway going up from a basement, there is something about those two ladder-esque places that are just fucking terrifying there if it's in a horror film it's going
1: badly yeah especially basement ones i feel like basement ones are the creepiest because it's just dark
0: the the conjuring snap behind her uh is forever one of the worst scenes and Mm -hmm. like i didn't i didn't know a child's finger snapping could cause my entire body to clinch with fear but it just (laughs) did again thinking about it (laughs) Uh, So she's she's kind of standing there at like the the edge of the attic and you kind of slightly hear breath and Mm -hmm. praise God for C. Like C is an incredibly smart, capable, traumatized. Mm
1: -hmm. I mean,
0: God, it's she's traumatized. Yeah. C.P.T.S.D. is a real thing. and You can go through it in abusive relationships. Talk to my therapist. I've been diagnosed with it in the last year but she takes a can of paint and like I said I think this is the only quote unquote jump scares
1: yeah but also one of the coolest effects
0: and she throws paint and it's just right there he's right fucking there and he's just covered in paint and he's and you just
1: you see the like you can't tell that it's what it is we'll get to that um, yeah, you can't tell it's cameras but you see the like kind of like hexagonal or hexagonal.
0: Hexagonal. I'm down with that word. Hexagonal.
1: Um the little like hexagonal pieces of the suit just covered in paint and dripping and it's just it's just so cool looking.
0: It's so it, it's really cool because like at this point you really don't know um you technically quote unquote you see it in like the one of the first scenes in the film because yeah you see see like the the black, but you don't you don't fucking know what it is Mm -hmm. i didn't catch that to like watch two or three where i'm like oh those are probably suit prototypes
1: Mm -hmm.
0: uh but like it, it is so cool because uh being such a big fan of the classic invisible man or hollow man or whatever incarnation of this it's it's very normally a procedure or something that's been done to this person, yeah. And this is some like Ridley Scott sci-fi horror shit that is suddenly mm-hmm. in front of you. And I remember the first time I saw it, I literally was just I said no, I was like nope, nope, uh uh. <laughs> oh no, oh no, no 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 yet yet no. <laughs>
1: And then after that, there's, like, an, basically an entire... Like, you know, she gets her final girl fight scene, if you will.
0: Uh, Yeah, it's In not... the kitchen. Yeah. And then he ends up uh, just washing off the paint and... Boop! Like, he's gone. Again. Yeah. Little son of a bitch.
1: But it's her just... Like, it's him and her just in this, like, epic fight in the kitchen. And you just... All you see is her. You do not see any, like notion of you know outline of the suit or anything you just see elizabeth moss kicking
0: ass and also like i i would be very curious i have not looked into a lot of behind the scenes like how they got that because he lifts her up Uh uh-huh adrian straight up has her like in a chokehold and like what it kind of like that scene reminded me of is like have you ever had that nightmare where you're like you're in like the dream house where it's your house, but it's always like weirdly distorted cause it's a dream. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then there's something in the house and it's always invisible and mm-hmm. it's like coming after you and it's throwing you, but you can't see it. Mm-hmm. I was watching that being like, I've had this fucking nightmare. I have hands down had a fucking nightmare that one of my sociopathic exes comes back and is invisible and is beating the shit out of me. I've had this nightmare. <laughs> yep. Um, and then, and then, because, like, God, see, I I can say, I cannot say this enough, mm-hmm. how fucking smart this girl is. Yeah. It is. So good. So refreshing. Uh, she goes back to the house.
1: Also, I have to say, the sheets aren't creepy at all. Yeah. Everything is just covered in, like, those, like, sheer sheets. Not creepy at all. No.
0: Not <laughs> uh, but but Baxter insert generic dog name is totally mm-hmm. there and fine who's been doing that and then I I there was one little thing I caught and it, it just it felt noteworthy to me mm-hmm. is when she's going and perhaps it's right before she finds the suits uh, she's trying to get into his vault and she like types in numbers and then she goes like when was our first date And she types Mm -hmm. it in and it opens up and she just goes, how romantic. But like with people like Adrian, they think that that is genuinely romantic. Mm -hmm. They think that all of their controlling and narcissistic and sociopathic thing is really for the other person's Mm well-being. C just doesn't know how to run her life correctly. She needs to be taught a lesson and then she'll come back to me and we'll be fine. Yeah. And just that little nod that like he would remember their first date and he would put that in as an emotional tie just made it. It was just a little bit of sprinkles for me. It was just a beautiful little bit of sprinkles of. Ugh. Adrian, you are <laughs> such a fucking first look at the suit. What did you think, Ashy?
1: I honestly like I once you like get a like good look at it and you see all the cameras like moving around like in a singular motion like each one just doing its little movement yeah i i was legitimately a little like creeped out
0: that is a hundred percent valid yeah did not like
1: just because the fact that it uses the technology of all those cameras to just kind of reflect almost and just disappear completely yeah Also, I have to say, was Adrian a fucking mutant?
0: What do you mean?
1: He was ridiculously strong.
0: Oh, I think he's like one of those guys that like only has like boiled chicken breasts and asparagus and like works out an obscene amount (laughs) because he's an alpha male. Oh, my God. I saw an alpha male in public. I'm not even kidding. I saw one. I I did not think they existed off the bowels of YouTube, uh, but apparently- They do exist. exist, uh, (laughs) One of them at least existed at the Norman Music Festival, and it was a dude in a shirt that had, like, the alpha Greek symbol, and it said Mm -hmm. alpha men on the back of it, and he was, like, the big bro dude with, like, the, you know, like, kind of bullshit beard, and, like, I saw him, and I was like, (gasps) oh! In the wild, ah, oh. and they had a little tiny woman next to him, who was blonde, <laughs> and there was a child. Well, of course, just like, oh my god, I feel like I want to like follow them, <laughs> in a hundred <laughs> percent a creepy way. Like this isn't like uh-huh. this is a hundred percent me being like I want to study you, because <laughs> I wasn't aware you existed off a of recording on YouTube.
1: Here we are with Ella at the Norman Music Festival as she finds a wild alpha male. <laughs> Watch as she studies how it reacts to certain things in the wild.
0: <laughs> a woman has an opinion. <laughs> and chaos. It's lost it. <laughs> um. No, hands down. Like he is, he is that guy that Lily would. Mm-hmm. Uh, Adrian in uh, 2023 would hands down have a TikTok, where he talked about how to be an alpha male, and uh, probably had his own Bitcoin service. Oh, yeah, Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I'm going with that. Probably the most traumatizing scene in the film happens after this. Mm -hmm. Uh, She calls up her sister. um, And it convinces her sister to meet her in a public place. Because she's like, Adrian's alive. I can prove it please come and she goes and her sister is obviously a little skeptical
1: in the previous scene where c is trying to reach out to her sister she was like i'm not fucking talking to you and c is like what why what what did i like i don't understand she gets an email written from c supposedly that's like i fucking hate you everything you did was unsupportive blah 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 blah. like basically just saying i never want to speak to you again you are a fucking c-word and uh cecilia's like i have no idea of this email because she didn't send it adrian had sent it so of course her sister is going to be skeptical about meeting up with her but she's like okay
0: there's also i wanted to kind of bring up to a degree we've both been on the opposite end of this with each other especially um obviously not Mm -hmm. to this degree, would like to uh, make our fans aware it's never been this bad. No. We outdated psychopaths. How many times was I like, were you like, this is unhealthy, Mm -hmm. this is terrifying, and I'd be like, yeah, I'm going to leave, I'm going to leave, and then I would go back. And I think there is a little bit of, like, kindness we don't give to the Emilys of that situation because you're so focused on cecilia's grief and the fact that she's going through this that you don't really i think realize the fact that her sister has been fucking yo-yoed and has been worried about her sister being told this person's abusive and then they go back and then this happens again and like i think at a certain point it does genuinely wear on the person where they get to a point of like i i can only help you if you help yourself and i feel like that's where emily's at she still loves her sister but she's like i'm i don't know what the fuck else to do you need to make a move
1: yeah like i'm i'm here for you i will support you but i can't fight your battle for you
0: And I think that's that's because like the first time I watched the scene, I was like, holy shit, what a bitch. And then I watched it again and I was like, oh, no. And like they're just having this conversation and then it pans over to Elizabeth Moss and there's just a knife.
1: Just floating right by her face. And even before Emily can realize, oh, fuck, that's you're right. You've yep. been right this whole time. That knife goes, shwink, and then right into um, C's hand.
0: Yep, and her throat. I, I gotta say, I'm a sucker for a good bleed effect. This throat cut looked so good mm-hmm. and so clean. Um, I do believe it was practical and just, mwah, mwah. Mm-hmm. Oof, it was so good. Mm-hmm. And, of course, C screams her fucking head off because... Her sister just got murdered in front of her by her ex-boyfriend who's supposed to be dead. And is invisible. Like, yeah, she's she's breaking it.
1: Mm I Actually, if I remember correctly, I don't think... She's in shock because she's just like, oh, fuck.
0: No, I think somebody else screams.
1: Yeah, when, like, one of the random people screams because they see... This woman on the table bleeding from her neck and then the other woman at the table holding a knife. So they're like, oh, my God, murder, murder. And everyone in the restaurant starts freaking out. And C is in complete shock and then just, like, stands up like, I, I didn't, I, like, she's not. I
0: didn't do this.
1: Yeah, she's like, this wasn't me. This wasn't me. She drops the knife and then she faints. And then she gets picked up by the security, like, by security and, and everything.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And she is then taken to a mental institution. hmm This is kind of when the bomb is dropped. Yeah. Uh, Cecilia is pregnant. And up until this point, I, I couldn't, I will admit, I was, I would say team Tom. I wasn't pro-Tom, but I also wasn't like anti-Tom. Like, I was like, you know, maybe he's, his, his brother has abused him as much. hmm You know, maybe, maybe he, no, no, Nope. Tom is a fucking asshole. And he pretty much says, of course, Adrian's not dead. He's been switching your birth control with placebos. You have three options. Stay in the mental asylum try and go to court where you have no money and it's going to ruin you or take the baby and go back to adrian and play house yeah and oh my god that scene was so so Mm -hmm.
1: terrifying just like just the way that he almost manipulates her the same way adrian would yeah like and you know it's because adrian obviously is manipulating him to manipulate her
0: but even then, she says, "Like I, I, felt pity for you, but now I realize mm-hmm. you're, you're just like your brother, just, just stupider, just weaker. You're just, mm-hmm. you're a level down version of your brother, and that's what yeah. gets to me because I always feel like when you see like a group or like a family dynamic where somebody is like a narcissist, if there's mm-hmm. somebody else, sometimes you like immediately like just like oh, oh, this person must be a victim." And, oh, this poor person. And there are times where the other person is just as much as a fucking narcissist. They're yeah. just playing a different... They're playing the victim game instead of the alpha game. hmm And uh, you learn the whole reason why... Uh, Adrian is so obsessed with her. Is she mm-hmm. didn't need him. She had her own job. She had her own life. She had her own place. She didn't need him for anything
1: yeah i do have to say one of my favorite scenes though is like when she finally breaks out like she gets she breaks out of the mental hospital Uh and everyone is interacting with invisible adrian where it's just it's fucking chaos
0: i also i love how she gets to see adrian so Mm -hmm. cecilia lily takes a pen and jams it into her own wrist, mm-hmm. knowing that Adrian will stop her.
1: Uh, yeah, she steals the pen from like her from one of the security guards yeah, or something. I, just, I
0: thought that was so fucking smart.
1: I literally wrote in my notes, "clever girl." Clever girl. Uh,
0: yeah, like how how do you get this person to just come right up to you and just yeah like. It's so smart. It's just so fucking smart. I was so proud of that.
1: Um, because she knows that if she harms herself, that, you know, he will think, oh, God, she's putting herself. She's putting the baby in danger. Yeah, I I have it, to stop it's her.
0: almost, uh, don't wreck my property. You're mm-hmm. mine. Um, and she gets a few good, good jabs into the suit. And this is the part of that scene when you were talking mm-hmm. about when he's going through it that is so fucking creepy is because his suit's now been damaged a mm-hmm. little bit. So...
1: He... Yeah, so it's like only like half. It's like a shoulder, his like half of the head.
0: And it's flickering in and out. So like mm-hmm. he'll do shit and then you'll see like half of a person and then he shoots and it's invisible and then he shoots and then he stabs. And I'm like, oh, this is terrifying. Yeah. Uh, And then she gets back to james's house yeah and uh at this point she gets a gun because she's our clever girl mm-hmm. and uh another very big fight happens in the house once again she gets she gets her crap beat out of her
1: she shoots him and then it like the suit completely glitches out so that it's normal again
0: yeah, and then she goes over and rips off the mask and dun-dun-dun-dun-dun! It's Tom! Tom! <gasps> Adrian's brother! Oh, my God. And then it's found on the news that Adrian has been chained up and trapped in his own house. Um, and, God, I like I got angry. I got mm-hmm. viscerally angry angry at that point yeah because now everyone's just saying oh well tom was stalking with you because he was trying to drive you insane Mm -hmm. Uh, we're so sorry but it wasn't adrian
1: it couldn't have been adrian he was locked up in his basement by his terrible terrible brother (laughs) Oh,
0: oh baby adrian and i just i was watching that scene and i was just like kicking my couch this is the third time, fourth time I've seen it. And I'm still kicking my couch because I'm just like, oh, my God. The the ability for quote unquote alpha men or abusers to suddenly play victim mm-hmm. uh, is, is sociopathic. It really, really is. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. So Celia is pregnant. Adrian is out. And uh, they decide, Cecilia ends up hitting him up for a fancy dinner. And I remember being like, what?
1: At first, I yeah, at first I had the same feeling. And then I thought better of it. And I was like, I think, like, see, he's got something going on in her head. Our,
0: our clever girl's not just going to lay over. No, 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 no. She's been way through, through way Way too fucking much at this point. Um, Yeah. The dinner is very much made to give Adrian every single option. She's like, she straight up says, like, so it was was you and Tom. He's like, no, it was Tom. Yeah.
1: I'm the victim here. Tom was the one that did the whole thing. Yeah. Like, how could I have done it? I was locked up in my basement. See? Like, I couldn't have done it. I'm
0: just you know I would do. And he says it in a, in, not that I did, but he's like, you know I would do anything. No one leaves me, see? Yeah. His cockiness mm-hmm. in that scene. I'm not gonna say it made me feel sick. Mm-hmm. But it made me feel a little fucking sick. Yeah. To be honest. Uh, and like, at this point, the first time I watched it, um, I, I'm kind of pissed. Mm-hmm. I'm like, what bullshit fucking ending is this?
1: Yeah, like, why is she just going back to him after all the trauma that he's put her through?
0: Yeah, and just, what the fuck? And then she's like, I'm gonna go get dessert. And I'm also, like, and also, this scene is incredibly slow. Mm-hmm. So you're just like, what the fuck? What the fuck? And then... A knife appears in his hand and slices his fucking throat. And she takes off. Thing. Calls
1: 911. She takes off, one- yeah, calls 911 and is like, oh my god, oh my god, my boyfriend just committed suicide and I don't know what to do and oh my god, oh my god. And then, so of course, like, and then as soon as she, like, cries and hangs up with them, you just see her look to the camera and then just smile.
0: It's so stone cold. It's so fucking stone cold.
1: And then meanwhile. know what? Meanwhile, James is listening into this entire conversation. In the car. He's listening in, which is why he rushes into like, oh, my God, are you okay? Because he hears her call. He hears her do the 911 call. Yep. And he comes rushing to her rescue and she's like, yeah, I'm fine.
0: He killed himself. He killed himself. I gave him. And she says, "I gave him every option." Yep. But no, it is it is truly just amazing, and uh, that's that's where the film leaves us off. It it felt oh, but there is um, they they quote unquote set it up because Mm -hmm. his body like there's a point where like you see like it glitch. Mm. We're like oh, maybe he had some backup plan and he, like, they very much planned it out for, like, a sequel,
1: mm-hmm. but
0: obviously it got scrapped. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was I was very intrigued by it, but, like, I love this film. It is so good. I, it truly is. It makes me so happy. Also, I do want to say mm-hmm. Oliver Jackson-Cohen, who, who plays Ple- uh, Adrian in this, mm-hmm. he also plays Peter in The Haunting of Bly Manor,
1: and that's why he looked familiar
0: and he's luke in the haunting of hill house the heroin addict yeah because you know our boy flanagan loves to reuse his actors Mm -hmm. but peter is incredibly similar to adrian with like his creepy controlling attitude Mm -hmm. and i was just like I'm sure like I literally had a point where I like looked up his IMDb and I just had to, like I said out loud to myself, I'm sure he's a nice person. <laughs> like I I'm sure. I'm he's sure not
1: really person. a controlling a-hole, right?
0: <laughs> like he's just really, really good at playing manipulative assholes. <laughs> I'm I'm sure he's a nice dude. Uh so yeah. And 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 of course, like he's you know, he's hot enough where you're like. Yeah.
1: We're discussing this film so much that we never really had any thirst moments. Um, James was fucking ripped.
0: Oh, my God. Yeah. The scene where he's, like, fixing the thing on the ladder and, like, takes off his Mm -hmm. shirt. I was like, he's a single father. He's a police officer. He can do, like, household chores. He has Mm -hmm. abs you could wash a whole set of laundry on. And he has arms. (laughs) He's got, like, the big arms where you yeah. just imagine they they would pick you up you were like you were light as a feather Mm-hmm. and then and then if you want to go to the other side you have like kind of gaunt, creepy adrian who i'm sure in some fan fiction people can redeem him because
1: oh i'm sure because that's how fan fictions are they always redeem them. oh yeah
0: yeah um just any women listening to this no you can't i've tried tried for about 20 years to redeem people it's a bad idea it is stressful and will leave you a post-traumatic stress disorder find someone who has their shit together and then fuck the hell out of that okay that's it
1: PSA from Ella
0: go for the hot ripped father not the sociopathic billionaire yes daddy no money the face that Ashy just <laughs> gave me was both amused and shameful at the same time. <laughs> How you know someone is your best friend when they look at you like, I love you, <laughs> you weird little creature. Uh, but
1: you're my weird little creature.
0: I am. <laughs> Um, so I've, I've got two interesting things that I noticed about the film. Uh, they're not really, okay. uh, freaky facts. They're kind of, uh, Ella annotations.
1: I like it. Okay.
0: Um, the first one was I really noticed, uh, in the credits when you, are our first seeing cause the house is on a cliff. Um, mm-hmm. it's, it's very Avengers headquarters. But what I found really interesting yeah. in watching it this time is when the waves crest up, they completely mm-hmm. cover the house. Mhm. So the house is completely invisible behind the waves. And I was like, "Symbology." <laughs> I see the symbology in this scene. <laughs> Uh, there was that. And then uh, do, you, do you happen to have a fact about a certain puppet? So I noticed this because I was reading about the director, who is also a producer on the Saw franchise. There is a scene where when she's walking around, there is a spray painting of Billy on one of the walls. Billy? Yeah, the puppet from Saw. Oh, I didn't know he had a name. Yes, his name is Billy.
1: <laughs> the more you know.
0: So <laughs> weird shit. But like, I I noticed it. I had a moment where I was like, "Is that Billy?" This also does have to do with the fact that I went to the Mystic Museum on my trip to LA, and we did like a little photo with Billy, and I had a legitimate like five minute problem—the fact that I could not remember a name and uh john definitely got a good kick out of me just being like it's name it's name it's name uh but those those were my uh ella annotations
1: well here are ashy slashy's freaky facts
0: do 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 xylophone music
1: um and as always you can get more of these on our TikTok on fridays but here are the ones (laughs) Tick-tock, tick-tock. You're <laughs> the ones that I will be saying on the podcast. Director Lee Wennell chose not to have the opening scene establish Cecilia's predicament with Adrian because he wanted the audience to just be dropped into her situation without any backstory and make them feel everything through her. And luckily, Elizabeth Moss is very good at doing that with the audience without using dialogue.
0: She was. I I have to say, Elizabeth Moss... Who is already a phenomenal actress? Um, mm-hmm. I I will admit I got through about two seasons of Handmaid's Tale before, um, I for my own mental well being had to stop watching that show.
1: Yeah, I couldn't do that either. Um, like I got to like maybe the f- second episode because I had started watching it shortly after giving birth to my little chaos demon or siren in training, as we ho- like to call her on the podcast. Um, and I was just like, nope, nope, can't do this. Cannot do this.
0: Uh, I had, I've, I never have, nor I ever shall make Little Ella Spawns. And for that, the world is glad. Uh, but no, I just, it, it was very good. Um, I greatly appreciate it. It's a great show, but it is definitely one of those things that I think if you have, dealt with those kind of relationships it is truly viscerally hard for me to watch. Elizabeth Moss and Portia de Rossi do such a good job of just showing feminine anguish and anger through that first two seasons that I just went, okay I'm gonna draw mm-hmm. myself a bubble bath and do some fucking aftercare. Damn. Damn. <laughs> And after that two season, I was I was good.
1: All right, so for my second freaky fact, the character of Adrian's brother Tom, played by Michael Dorman, is meant to feel if nothing fits about him. And that is made literal in his costumes. His suits are made a couple sizes too small for him to complete that subtle image.
0: I kind of like that. Like, he... So just
1: just that, like, hint of, like, there's something off about this man.
0: There's something off. And also, like, he's trying to be something he's not. Like, he's he's good, but he's not Adrian good. Yeah. I absolutely love that. I am very curious to see on Friday what your other freaky facts are. Because, like (laughs) I tell all of you, I don't get to know this shit either. I don't get bestie fucking privileges. Although
1: you may get one, but I'll tell you after we record, because I don't want the fans to know.
0: <gasps> Birthday treats for the Ella. <laughs> um, <laughs> Alright, I will give uh, my rating A+. Plus. Super easy. A goddamn plus. This film um, is a masterful thing. It it harkens back to the hammer fault, the universal. Uh, like I said, I, I have to give an A plus to any film that can hold on a sofa for 30 seconds and make me want to pee myself a little bit. Because <laughs> I did. I legitimately wanted to pee myself a little bit.
1: Um, I think I'll give this film an A. Not quite an A+, but an A. Like, I did thoroughly enjoy it. I enjoyed all of the subtle nods to the original Invisible Man. Um, and I enjoyed all of the scenes where people were interacting with the suits. It doesn't deserve an A plus.
0: Hey, from me, we are we are always good to uh, agree to disagree, and mm-hmm. uh, that's what makes our relationship so wonderful, Ashy. Mm hmm. Well, we both gave it an A, so that's really what matters. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> uh, I believe that's about an A for Adrian. A for Adrian. Yes, sexy little sociopath. <laughs> Like, I want to find a film. I need to look up a film where he plays a decent character. There's got to be one, because that man (laughs) is hot. But I would like to see him not be crazy. Well, Peter in A Turning of the Screw, also known as The Haunting of Bly Manor, is controlling and a little warped, but not Adrian warped. It's a weird progression. Because I saw him as Luke in The Haunting of Hill House, heroin addict, a little crazy, a little manipulative. Then he was Peter in Bly Manor, a little bit more controlling, a little bit creepier, and then he reached his final form as Adrian in this film. He's like a Pokemon of Psycho. form. This film was before everything. I don't care. It's how I saw it. The Pokemon evolution of Oliver. <laughs> I absolutely love it. Alright, uh, next week we will be continuing our deluge during Guillermo del Toro's Cabinet of Curiosities and we will be watching episode two, Graveyard Rats. Oh my God. Rats, rats. Yep. Graveyard Rats. It's it's a film. Or it's a. It's episode. a film. It's an hour long. I like to call these little short films. It's. Yeah. Not the worst, not the best, but um, it's going to be a fucking ride. Let's talk about some claustrophobia mm-hmm. fucking phobia next week. all right ashley let them know where our fans can uh find us so we can fill our ear holes in all sorts of medium
1: you guys can find us as always on our instagram our facebook and our tiktok
0: and as always good bad we're the girls with the mic unpleasant dreams everyone